Hello, friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Nourish to Thrive podcast, where we discuss all things intuitive eating, nutrition, debunking diet myths, and creating a healthy relationship with food and your body. My goal is to educate and empower you to discover what true health and wellness looks like without the obsession. Hi, friends. So we are back with part two of my intuitive eating questions for you guys. Now, if you missed part one, I'm going to be linking that down below in the description. But let's get right into it because these are some great questions. So the first one is, what are your thoughts on tracking macros to gain or lose weight? Okay, I have lots of thoughts on this because tracking macros can be a very slippery slope, especially if you're somebody who is a perfectionist, you have a very type A personality, or you find numbers to be very obsessive. Now, I will come in with this with a little backstory. I used to track macros. It was not for me because I got so fixated on the numbers and any kind of tracking, whether that be through macros or calories for most people can cause some disordered eating behavior. Because unless you're somebody who's training for something where you need to be tracking macros to the T, like you probably most likely do not need to be to the gram, tracking protein, tracking carbs, tracking fats. For what reason? You know, for what reason at the end of the day would you need to be that specific with what you're eating and how much you're eating? Now, if you're somebody who has a history of like under eating is like your default, um, I can definitely see why tracking might provide that reassurance of like, oh, I'm eating this amount. But again, it shows to me that you may be lacking trust within your own body, with your, within your own knowledge about nutrition and with your own intuition to make those choices for yourself. Because again, tracking at the end of the day should not be something that I feel like most people should do, especially if you're finding that you have started to do it and it's becoming something where it's ruining your relationship with food. And I work with a lot of women who struggle to let go of tracking because it might have been a tool they have used for so long to, again, provide that reassurance that they're eating the right amount. But in my experience, a lot of women confuse the right amount with not enough food still. I've had so many women come to me who have thought that 1500 calories a day was enough. And I will tell you what, for most people that is not going to be enough. That is still considered to be severe under eating. So again, tracking macros may not be right for you, especially if you have those traits. Now, when it comes to needing to gain or lose weight for whatever reason, again, you do not have to track in order for that to happen. And so my question for you is, is tracking something that I want to be doing the rest of my life in order to feel like I have control over my body? I'm not sure if I'm experiencing extreme hunger or binging. I recently lost a lot of weight and it doesn't seem to matter how much or what I eat, I just want to eat. I would guess I'm eating around 3000 calories a day. Will this ever stop? So yes, if you have gone through a period where you have recently lost a lot of weight or you have been underweight for a good chunk of time, it's very likely you know you are experiencing some bouts of extreme hunger because Again, you might be malnourished, your body's telling you we are not at our natural set point weight, therefore it is going to increase the desire to eat to get your body back to a place where it feels healthy. Going into this a little further, you very much so still could also be experiencing binging. 
um, especially if you're eating up to 3,000 calories a day. So let's say, for example, you're not eating enough throughout the day and then you're binging like 2,000 calories at night, that could be considered a binge. Um, and I know a lot of people want to figure out like what's going on like and put a label on it But if you are experiencing any, you know forms of extreme hunger You feel out of control of food all of it is a red flag and it's something that we maybe need to look into more Especially because your relationship with food is so much more than the physical aspect of eating So if food is something that you're using to cope if it's something that you know, it's become your crutch Again, it could very likely be a form of restricting and binging. And in my experience of working with women to help them overcome this, sometimes these two are very much so intertwined. And so I personally recommend working with a registered dietitian to help you navigate the nutrition side of things, but also the psychological sides of things. And binging is not just eating more food. It is so much more complex than that. And getting to the root cause of why we're experiencing these urges to binge is going to be key for you to make a full recovery. Do you ever struggle with bad body image days and how do you cope? So guys, yes, I mean, I am human and I'm a female and in this world that we live in, it's pretty inevitable not to experience a bad body image day here and there. Um, I mean, sometimes there's certain weeks where I am feeling very hormonal, I am bloated, I am puffy, and I'm just not feeling myself. Yes, there's definitely times where I'm not satisfied with my body, but the most important part here is that I don't do anything extra in terms of exercise or I don't manipulate my food on these negative body image days. So when I have a negative body image day, my behaviors and my actions up towards myself do not change. I know a lot of women when they're experiencing these negative body image days, they will do things like weighing themselves, they will overexercise, they'll start cutting foods out, they'll take it out on their bodies, which really is just not productive to getting yourself back into a healthier place. And I always like to say, like, you cannot hate yourself into loving your body. So on negative body image days, I honestly do things that are acts of self-care for my body. Um, I don't fixate on my body. I don't body check. I don't weigh myself. I just focus on other things. So my body's not my main priority. How many sweets do you have in your house? I really struggle with this because it's all I will think about. And sometimes I end up binging by having these foods in the house. Okay. So I had to go check because I forgot what I had. So I actually have two containers of Ben & Jerry's ice cream. Um, I have like three bags of these salty dark chocolate gems. I'm telling you guys, these are like my obsession. Like they're like chocolate chips, but they have a little sea salt and they're so freaking good. I also have three bars of chocolate. I mean, I guess granola is kind of a sweet treat. I also have like three containers of granola butter. This one is vanilla, this one is brownie batter, and this one's like eating a graham cracker cookie. Oh my gosh, it's so good. Now keep in mind, this is just like what I have like on hand right now, um, but I also live by myself. So if I want something sweet, like I will go out and get it. Um, I actually live like 10 minutes away from this amazing donut shop that I go to sometimes. Um, but yeah, I like to have sweets in the house because I do have a sweet tooth and I like to satisfy that craving when it comes. Um, so I just buy things that I know that I like and I never feel like out of control with these foods because I honor the craving when it comes instead of trying to ignore it. Um, I don't have 
cheat days. I don't have days where I, you know, save up to have all these things. Also, this is a Target flavor. Just, you need it. It's the Change the Changes Brewing Ben & Jerry's. Um, it's a cold brew coffee ice cream with marshmallow swirls and fudge brownies. Typically, when we feel out of control with certain foods, there is likely restriction involved, whether that be physically restricting, you know, not eating enough, or mental restriction. So maybe you're guilting yourself for eating those foods, you feel bad for eating those foods, or maybe you're craving these foods, but you're trying to hide that with something else, like let's say you're craving a brownie and you give yourself a quest bar instead. Like these are all forms of restriction. Um, and I know this first and foremost because I used to do this as well. I was binging multiple times a week. So I'm all for honoring these cravings. And if you are struggling with this, this is what I walk you through in Nourish to Thrive, which I will also link in the description. In my experience of working with women to help them overcome this for the past three and a half years, it's not as easy as it sounds to get yourself out of this restrict and binge cycle because it's not just about the actions, but it's about the thoughts that you're thinking in your head. And without support, it's likely you're gonna to continue to do the same habits and behaviors over and over and over, which again, it's not your fault. It's honestly just a product of diet culture. Alrighty, Rue. So how have you been able to maintain your weight being an intuitive eater? Ooh, I get this question quite a lot, um, especially if you have tried to eat intuitively and this has resulted in you gaining a lot of weight or losing a lot of weight. Something to note about this is that I have been an intuitive eater for about four and a half years now. So when I first started my intuitive eating journey, I definitely did gain a lot of weight, but partially because I needed to in order to get my period back, in order to restore my health and for me to be healthy. Now, for most people, they are going to experience some kind of weight fluctuations, um, especially if you're coming from a history of restriction. Not gonna lie, this weight gain was really difficult for me. I definitely surpassed my body's natural set point weight because I just really was eating a lot of food. And again, this is my own personal journey, so try not to think that this is gonna happen to you as well but I definitely experienced extreme hunger and I was definitely overcoming a lot of mental restriction that I was placing on myself for so, so long as a result of tracking and following so many food rules. As I maintained and learned more about intuitive eating and like my hunger and fullness cues and really started to improve my overall relationship with food where I no longer was restricting and binging and restricting and binging, my body actually started to naturally come back to a place where it feels better. And this really is a classic example of set point weight in the fact that every single person does have their natural set point weight where we are not restricting, we're not over-exercising, we are eating intuitively. And when I say that, try not to think about intuitive eating as a diet because there's so many people that use it that way and it should not be that way. It's so much more than just listening to hunger and fullness cues because again, if we're just listening to hunger and fullness cues, there's a very high percentage of people who would probably use this as a way to restrict. There's so much more that's involved, so many other reasons to eat besides just your hunger and fullness cues. And honestly guys, I stopped trying to do the most. You know, there's so many women that come to me and they're over-exercising, they're not eating enough, and they actually start to gain weight. It's because your body is so stressed out. So I actually cut down my training. I think I weight lift three to four days a week right now, um, give or take, because 
there's just some days I'm just not feeling it. Um, I don't run. I don't do insane amounts of cardio. I do movement that feels good for my body and it actually fits into my lifestyle. Um, because it's not realistic to be exercising like a crazy person every single day. And this is something that I never used to be able to think that I would be able to do being an intuitive eater, but it truly is possible for every single person to be able to listen to their bodies and maintain a weight that's going to be the comfortable for them. I, I also relate this to the fact that food is like not the center of my life, which when I was restricting and binging, it very much so was. And so I had this idea that like I would not be able to maintain my weight because I was like, well, I'm obsessed with food. I'm obsessed with eating. So I have to control myself. In order for us to heal that relationship that we have with ourselves and with our bodies, we have to really get to the root of like, why is food the center of my life? And again, food is something that it definitely is enjoyable. I'm a huge foodie. I love food, but there's also other things in my life that I love just as much. If you are somebody watching this, listening to this, and you're like, hey, that's not going to work for me. Like, I don't believe you. I've always gained weight as an intuitive eater. I 100% understand, I feel for you, but I also want you to know that it's not your fault. Really, it's not your fault. And I encourage you to give yourself a little bit of compassion for what you're going through right now because there is a light at the end of the tunnel. And if you are struggling with being able to be an intuitive eater without it resulting in you binging, feeling out of control of food, resorting back to diet behaviors, and being able to just maintain your weight, I seriously would love to help you. Um, I've helped so many women overcome this. And so feel free to reach out to me if this is something that you'd like more support with. Last question, and this is a really good one as well. If I'm sick and not hungry, does this mean that I should listen to that? I am also not being active, so I don't know how to eat when I am sick. Okay, so when you're sick, your body is going through a lot of things. It's under a lot of stress. It's trying to fight this infection that you are sick with. And so it's actually gonna be super important for you to eat enough because if you're not giving your body enough nutrition, it's likely that you're not gonna be recovering as fast as if you were eating enough for your body. So this is a classic example of like why hunger and fullness cues may not always be reliable because your body is probably not gonna give you those hunger cues. But that doesn't mean that your body doesn't need energy. It actually probably needs just as much or even more to restore your body. When I'm sick, I don't change anything about my diet. Even if I can't taste the food, I will still eat just because I know that my body needs it. And I can guarantee that you will have a much speedier recovery if you are currently struggling, I want you to know that you do not have to go through this alone. I have created a safe, supported group community that allows you to connect and gain support from others who truly get it. There are times where it can be nice to confine in others when you have the urge to eat all the snacks in your pantry and need direction as to what to do in situations like this, which is exactly why I created Nourish to Thrive to begin with so that you have the space to share any and all struggles on your journey to food freedom so you know you always have support and the tools to overcome this for good. Join us today by clicking the link in the description below and let's make this the year that you finally heal your relationship with food.